You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This week, it's all about football's biggest stage. Here pressure, and they've gotten to him. The ball is out in the end zone, and it's recovered by Malik Jackson for the touchdown. This is a Super Week edition of Primetime with Isaac and Sue. Brought to you by George McCoy at Warren Allen, Attorneys at Law. Injured? Don't trust just anyone to something so personal. Call George McCoy at Warren Allen, online at warrenallen.com. Super Week with Isaac and Sue on 1080. Woo, baby, it feels good, man. The Fan. Hey, what it do? Ahoy! What is up? Good Friday. What's going on? Two more sleeps. That's what is up? On. What's going on? Two more sleeps. Two yeah. more sleeps. And then we get the Super Bowl. The super big game. Yeah. Let's do it. Well, I, th- I uh, have learned something today. I was uh, <clears throat> out in the car. I, was, I had to take my car in for service. Mm. Uh, very, this have, morning, a very adult of you. So exciting! It's always a good check to write. And then, well, it's free. Oh, yeah, because <laughs> of who I am. Very Don't you nice. know who I am? You just walk in. You're like, excuse me, there will be no charge on this. It's like being a hot chick. You just go in. Yeah, and stuff's given it. to you. No, it's uh, that car is a uh, what do you call it? Uh, lease. Ah, so, yeah. So they do all that for yeah, you. Yeah, the maintenance is included. But you got to keep up on it. Yeah. yeah. So I did that this morning, and okay. I listened to my friends Dirt and Sprague in the morning. Yes. And I caught <clears throat> maybe 30 minutes of their radio broadcast, mm-hmm. and boy, I had no idea how big of degenerate gamblers they both are. Oh, yeah, dude. They talk about You think we talk about yeah. gambling? No. Not even close. No, dude. They lap us. We need to step up our when game. It, when it comes to the gambling. And then I come in today here into our studio, and I am talking with my friend, my other friend, Dusty Harris. So many friends. You're so popular. And Danny Morang, and they're both telling me all the bets that they're placing on the Super Bowl. I'm like, I had no idea those guys bet that way. (laughs) Dusty's got like 18 props, much like our friend Buck over here, another friend. Well, when I sat down today... uh, So do we have anybody at the station who doesn't gamble? I Believe it or not, I think on the Super Bowl, the two of us have less bets than anyone else. Uh, Buck was sitting down, and he was uh, regaling uh, sales bro Luke Anderson. And on-air fan personality. Now, is he a gambler? Yeah, they were talking. Yeah, they were talking left and right about all the different stuff they were gambling on. I'm like, geez, I got. I think I have four. Yeah, I have four bets. <clears throat> wow, I have zero. And, and one of them is a hedge. You know, I, I I've I've got my Philly bet. I got Philly. I'm hedging on the Chiefs, um, but they have to win by a certain amount. And then I've got uh, an under bet, and I took a flyer on a, an, an MVP. But those are like they got like they're like yeah, ten but bucks. Dude, you're that's nothing. These guys have I like fifty five prop bets. It's crazy. I can look. Uh, I was placing some of the ones we talked about today, and a handful of others. Uh, right now, I have. Let's see. Uh, looks like I've got about fourteen placed. Fourteen different bets. <laughs> okay. There will there will be more. All right. Yeah. So that's Jeez. just pregame, or not even pregame. That's just yeah, pre-week. 
Well, it's the stuff we talked about in Robin the Bank, and then, like yeah. I said, some others. And we got we always get some good tips from the uh, BetQL folks. And their email came in today from the boss man. They really like the Isaiah Pacheco projections against what the market numbers are for him. And so okay. I dove in there and I dabbled a little bit with Mr. Pacheco. I love that. Right. Yeah, I don't. And then you got live bets. You know, I mean, I heard Dirt say, and I probably won't do that. I just I don't have a feel for this game. I, I well, maybe it'll become obvious, but yeah, once you start watching, maybe you will. But Dirt said, uh, he goes, man, I hate that. Sometimes you just uh, don't even, you just forget about some bets. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> I, I have to keep a list. I, I have to keep a list. I've never, I just don't. That's amazing. I just don't bet that much. I Well, I, I love the fan, and uh, that makes me even love yeah, it even more. Yeah, degenerates. I just find that when I spread myself too thin, then you're just placing bets to place bets. And I, I like to – I actually like to win. So I, I pick the what? handful that I like, and I, I try to stay in my lane. Well, I think a lot of these – Hood and there and these are like I'll take like like Pacheco <laughs> or Kelsey yesterday like I've ha I have him a couple different ways because I think he's going to have a big game and so rather than putting one bet on Kelsey yardage I've got four different Kelsey bets this, and it, it, it it all kind of hedges a little bit. Buck, this whole conversation you're having right now this is a video that they show at a Gamblers Anonymous <laughs> meeting. Yeah, just they're so, all. What did you? Just, what was his exact quote? He just said. He said they're all pretty. Yeah, pretty I feel, much. I feel pretty good. They're gonna yeah, hit. They're I gonna mean, hit. Yeah, I mean, why was, wouldn't they? Yeah. It's like. Yeah, this is this is the definition when you call one eight hundred, you know, not gamble or whatever that stupid hotline is that they they throw out there. There's <clears throat> well, there, there's some sort of recording about that where like, don't be this guy. All right. Well, I sent a screenshot <laughs> to Rop last or two weeks ago. Yeah. And I laid uh, I laid for me what it was thirty units on conference championship weekend, and I returned forty units. Yep. So uh, so we're gonna keep on soldiering that way. Winner winner, chicken dinner. I love it. Yeah, I, I'm just. I'm but he's got the right idea, though. The idea is, you know, you're not you're going to win. The idea is, you want to find value. You want to find something that you think is underpriced or overpriced, or and I specifically and you don't can, want to put as many eggs in one basket. I, I don't. I, I think the likelihood of me hitting most of these is higher than me putting all the eggs on one bet that I feel amazing about. But I mean, look, I think there's. You know, like if you have five bets and let's say you lose money, you lose three of the five, but the three you lost, you're like, man, I would do that that way again. Sure. Or I saw the value in that. I mean, it didn't did hit, but yeah. you know, you can live with that. That's better than like yeah, being on the right side some of some five leg parlay yeah, or something. Being on the right side of something, you know, you just, I, I no, but like when you, when you feel like you're on the right side of something, then you're, you're right. I don't think that stings as much. You're like, all right, well. Didn't turn out like that, that way. Like that Niners bet. Anybody who bet the Niners against the Eagles. Yeah. You know, that's, that's not, your, not your fault. It's not your like fault. The game no, just, one, no one saw that coming. It crumbled. There's nothing you can do about that, yeah. which is why it's called gambling. And those big buildings in Vegas, <laughs> there's a reason why those are yeah. there. They don't lose do a lot. Do you remember the Vikings-Colts game? I do remember the Vikings-Colts so game. So I think the Colts were up 32 to nothing. Uh, was it 31? Yeah, it was 30-plus. I think it was 32. Uh, I was on the Vikings. Oh, so clearly, the right side. Yes, because they covered, and then it's just, and then but you watch it. Just your team is down. The team you bet on is down thirty-two to nothing. In your head, you're like, oh, all right. Well, that was not a good bet. No. Okay, so no. you're saying uh, that's not. A, yeah. Well, here it comes. They won. <laughs> so now I'm like, oh, great bet. So the reality is, you know, a lot of it's just. Well, it's it's gambling. It's why yeah, gambling. It's, that's what it is. Gambling. You you do that's lose. the word. But I I do like if I'm live betting something or if I know I'm going to be watching a game and I have the chance to live bet it. I have uh, and by the way, this kind of started <clears> on the show is if I like a game, I'll wait 
and see if the team that I like, if they fall down early, then then I'll place my bet. You get mu- you can really so if you let's say you like did you take the Vikings down thirty two to nothing? I, I did not. I did not imagine uh, that number. I did not touch that. But if you're you know if if you've somebody got, did someone did I'm sure. But when you watch, let's say you like an underdog, and that underdog is you know I don't know that you're getting six points, and you think hey I think they can win it outright. If if they fall down three nothing or six nothing or seven nothing early, dude, you go from getting six points, you all of a sudden you, you'll get like thirteen, like that you're like holy crap, and you're like dude, it's one score. You gobble that up, they go down and score, it's a tie game, and all of a sudden you've just doubled your point spread. You can get some really good action if you live bet something, uh, especially on the underdog if they fall down early. And then you know if they get if if they lose, well, you were going to lose your bet anyways. The underdog gets blown out. It happens. Well, <clears throat> we have a real pro on this on our show today because the game is on Sunday. Yes. yes. So Alan A's Hugh Offill, he runs the sports book up there. He's going to join us at three thirty. So I also love that it sounds like a minutes. fake name. It's like you know IP freely. <laughs> well, his name is Awful. Yes. Hugh Awful. Hugh Awful. <laughs> but he pronounces it Offill. Yes, but you know it's it's still it's not a great. Of, it's still one of those names that you assume that someone. <clears throat> It's, it's not a great name. No, someone is is pulling one over on you. By the way, I was going to tell you, Buck, uh, Dusty is anti-Kelsey Okay, this week. That's fine. I, I feel good about the Kelsey action. So. Yeah, okay. Well, uh, we'll ask Hugh about all these hot props. You know, he's a Chiefs fan. Yeah, so maybe he's a little skewed. Although, when when know. you're running books... I don't think it... Yeah. <laughs> you can probably put that aside. You're a fan of the, you're a fan of the dollars. I do feel like this game is... Uh, I mean, it hasn't moved... For like a week and a half, the yeah, point spread. Yeah, yeah. it shifted early. It did shift early because I think Kansas City was a favorite. So I think there's some sharp money on Philly. I think I saw yesterday or the day before when I was kind of poking around at this. Uh, I think I saw, and I don't know how exactly they they do this, but the, the site that I was using said 61% they believe of sharp money was coming in. Well, on, something moved the line. Yes. The sharps usually come in early. Yeah. And they hit the number that they like. So that means, so if it was Kansas City favored by one and a half, and now Kansas City's an underdog by one and a half, they hit, Philly. they hit Philly. Yeah. And they hit Philly with some big bets because that moves the line three points. Yep. That's a lot. Yeah. But it has sat at one and a half. It, which is, not, it is not moving. Leads me to believe, and we'll ask you this, that uh, this is, I mean, everybody's split. Money's coming in evenly, which is exactly what the, the books want. Yeah. So I don't know if this is going to be a stressful. Super Bowl for them at all because it's such an even matchup. A lot of people like Philly. A lot of people like Kansas City. They take the juice and uh, away we go. Yeah, they win. Some people lose. <laughs> and like well, you just, said, those big buildings get built. Yeah, there's a reason why they keep putting them up, and it's not because they're losing cash. I just, I, I think we're going to get a good, a good a, get a good game. I think it's a close game. I don't think it's going to be a blowout, and that's all I really care about. So uh, we well, do have so. one person at the fan. Yeah. He's not a degenerate gambler. And who is that? That would be one Jeff Rust. Rust doesn't bet? He said that when the whole thing started with the Sportsbook Live app, uh, he got on there and he's he placed a bet, but he has not wagered a bet in years. Mm. So, the, the one. Well, it's unfortunate that uh, Jeff Rust will have to now be replaced. <laughs> Sorry, Rust. At you the e- fan. You either get on board or uh, we're going we're gonna to need to find Well, someone. they're saying $16 billion going to be bet on this game. Yeah, and that's sixteen just, billion. And that's just what they know. You know that number's higher on one game. One game. It's going to be great. Well, they're going to get some of my money. <clears throat> well, they already have some of my money, but hopefully, I get it back. So Hugh 
3.30, you want to talk uh, betting on the Super Bowl. And then Joey Harrington for his uh, weekly chat at 5.30 today. I did fail to bring in our water for the bottled water taste test. Yeah. Uh, so that will have to be next week. Uh, you did bring in the liquid death sparkling water, though. Yes, there was no... Straight uh, from the Alps, it says. Straight from the Alps, which I don't... I can't I, imagine that's true. But I don't know. I'm assuming it how was... How can you put that on there? There's no way that's it's bottled true. in Burbank. I, I don't know. I just... I went to the market, and I, I did actually have this thought as I was driving in today. I said, what are the chances in my mind that Rot brings in the water for the taste test. And I was like 15%. But knowing my luck, the moment I was like, ah, he's not going to bring it in. Then I'm going to show up and I see Rop with like six waters. And I was told I was going to bring in the one liquid death and I didn't. So I was like, nope, I'm going to stop off. And even if you don't bring it in, that liquid death, sir, is for you. Well, thank you. I will enjoy this. I bought it from a very uh, lovely little Asian man who was fascinated with the fact that I was buying Liquid Death. And what a terrible name for water, by right. the way. That's like, right. why would, of yeah. all the, I mean, even if it was like coffee or something like that, you're like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Water, it's supposed to be like revitalizing. You don't Trust want death. Me, the, the, Am I going to die? I don't know. Have you had this? No, never tried it. Okay. Because, well, honestly, it's called liquid death and it's water and it seems uh, like the dumbest thing in the world. But I love that the, because I felt dumb buying it and it, it cracked me up that the, the, the it's like him and his wife that own this little market up here. And I'll swing in there sometimes and I'll buy like a, a drink on my way in. Uh, he he was fascinated with the whole liquid death thing. We had a whole conversation He's like, about. Why it. are you buying this? <laughs> and I didn't have a real good answer for him. Nor did I think with the. You bar- didn't want to explain the radio. Well, there's a language barrier there, and I it was like, it was. I can't be like, hey, we're doing radio bits. Uh, he just. What was he? What was his nationality? You said. Uh, it was but a little Chinese man. Could you could you just say seppuku? <laughs> what is that? Well, that's you know, isn't that when they cut their innards oh, out and then they spelt like they i think that's a japanese thing yeah well that's what i was he's, asking he's a small chinese man oh i thought you said okay sorry well, he's a small it. asian man but you asked what nationality was you said, said chinese small chinese yeah man. i heard asian in my head no. well i, I so, so could be japanese i said that the first time and then am we i gonna to... get canceled for this <laughs> no you just sound confused yeah <laughs> well i am okay so japanese like the seppuku is when they yes, do the thing they, with they the, kill themselves. the sword and yes. they cut out their innards yeah and then they, the innards spill out all over the had he been the eighteenth green. Had he been a Japanese man, yes, I could have gone down that road, and, and then he would have laughed. He would have laughed, but so that would have been my only joke. Yeah, I think That's it. Would, I, I think it would have been lost on this man. But yeah. he was. He wouldn't understand that. You don't think? I don't know. He didn't seem like. He, or would that offend him? Because you are assuming he's Japanese. Probably, and I don't know if you know this, but the Chinese and the Japanese not huge fans yeah. of one another. I know. Yeah, you want to piss off my lady friend sometimes? <laughs> say something great about the Chinese. Yeah, the Asians all hate each other. Yeah, it's it's quite interesting. It's a it's a whole thing. All right. Well, <clears throat> here we go. Let's go. Let's do. Uh, Hugh will join us at three thirty. Let's get our poll question in. I bet you can guess what it is. I did not go with the very um, depressing poll question that we came up late in yesterday. That we came up with late in yesterday's broadcast. Do you remember that? Uh, yeah. Now you came up with something a little more upbeat and positive. Well, it's just this, it's Super Bowl Friday. I, yeah. I'm not going to outthink the room. Don't. But the other one, I'm. <laughs> I'm putting it in the holster. <laughs> that will reemerge at some point. And we'll get to that uh, next on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right. Here's our poll question today. It is on uh, Twitter. The tweets at 1080thefan. It's brought to you by AAA Heating and Cooling, a family business helping families for over 60 years. AAA. IAQ.com, and very simply today, all we ask you is who wins, Chiefs or Eagles? Sticking with my Eagles, I'm just taking the better team. I just keep going back to it. I've I've thought about this so much, and you know, I've I've almost talked myself into Kansas City. I did talk myself. Uh, well, you kind of talked me into it, and then I talked myself uh, into agreeing with you. I don't um, take any responsibility for anything. <laughs> well, but I, and I I talked myself into a mild little hedge. Um, because I do think you, and that's the part that I think makes a nice, compelling game is I think a strong case to be made for both sides. But I keep going back to there's, it's the ultimate team sport, and outside of of two position groups and the head coach and the position groups are one player, quarterback and tight end, and there's not bad tight ends and quarterbacks in Philadelphia. They're not as good as Kansas City's, but they're not bad. Far from it. Um, I just I can't bet on the. I can't bet against what I think is the much better team. What's interesting, though, is a lot of NFL guys coming out, and and some of this may be sour grapes, but it's not just the 49ers. Some people kind of taking shots at Philadelphia, and I don't know if Sirianni's rubbing people the wrong way or or whatnot, but you are hearing from some people that are, you know, are, are kind of you know taking some drags down on Philly and saying that you know the path hasn't been that hard, and if you force <clears throat> Jalen Hurts to be a real quarterback and. You know, and I, and, I, and I get that those are some valid points. Like, if you force Philly into third and, and long situations, he's not a great throw of the ball. He's not bad, but he's not Patrick Mahomes. He's not Josh Allen. He's not some of these guys, but he's not terrible at it. And that's easier said than done when people are like, well, just force him, you know, force them to, to play, you know, behind the sticks. Well, okay, well, then win on first and second down. Like, I feel like it's a little bit of a cop-out to say that Philly struggles playing from behind or Philly struggles when it's third and six or longer, but they're not they're not behind very often, and they don't get into a lot of third and longs because they're so good on first and second down because of Hurts' ability to run and that team's ability to run. So, yeah, they, they've got a weakness. Absolutely they do. But I just think it's a little bit of a cop-out when I'm hearing people taking shots at them saying that there's an easy way to beat Philadelphia. On so, wait, wait, wait. Who said this? Uh, a couple of San Francisco players said this. Uh, we've heard from some Giants players. 
Uh, I'm trying to think who else there was. Uh, so the two teams that got smoked. That's why I said is, is is a little bit of a sour grapes. And then there was a there was a DB who was saying was it was it Marlon Humphreys. One of the DBs was talking about that. That was that was kind of saying if you just force Philadelphia to, you know, it, 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 you force Hurts to to really be a pocket quarterback, that it's not that hard of a scheme to to defend against. That it's actually it's it's a pretty simple offense. But and and so a lot of people are like, ooh, you know, taking shots. But this has been said at about a, a, a bunch of teams. This was said about Sean McVay's offense a couple years ago when New England shut it down. People certainly said this about Cam Newton, but I think Hertz is actually a better version of Cam Newton at least this year with it. I think you know that that, that there's still some 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 holes in his game <clears throat> that aren't the strongest thing in the world. But it's like saying force you know force a, a basketball player to go to his left. Well, if he's the best in the world at going to his right and you can't keep him in front of you, okay, so he can't finish his left hand very much. Good luck forcing him that way. Philadelphia imposes their will on other teams, and they're so good on first and second down that you get into these third. There's no better short yardage team in the NFL, and there's no better team on third down because the situations they put themselves in. And that's when that RPA, RPO game really comes into to play. And then you start having to stack the box against them. And then you have two receivers on the outside that get one-on-one looks, and Hertz throws a good deep ball. That's one of his strong suits. So, you know, th- there really is a pretty simple formula for Philadelphia, well, but it's a really damn good formula that no one really has been able to crack. I think, um, yeah, it's interesting to hear people talk about their viewpoints. Like I heard Steve Smith on with Colin this morning, and, <clears throat> he was saying a lot of things you're saying. It's like, you know, good luck covering all Philly's weapons. Yeah. Once you get keyed on Goddard or Brown, uh, don't forget about Smith. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, Philly certainly stacked, but it's just always interesting little things that get lost in the shuffle. I haven't heard anybody really talk about this yet, but to your point about, <clears throat> you know, the weapons in Philly and what they do, you know, you know who else has two really good receivers and a stud quarterback who has a good deep ball? Joe Burrow, yeah. Cincinnati, yeah. and Kansas City played really well against them. Yes, and those, the you know, every time at the rookies, they played great. They played great. Yep. And we've seen this before. Defenses, you know, they can get hot. And so Kansas City's defense, I think, it's hard to just look at stats because uh, a lot of people just. Conventional wisdom is Kansas City's defense isn't that good, middle of the pack statistically, but it's been playing better, which is why they're here. Yeah. Um, and then Chris Jones, you know, is, is another animal. So it's like we kind of compare these two teams based on what we've seen from them collectively, but what about what we've seen from them lately? Yeah. You know, that's a different, and again, that may be wrong too. Like yeah. all these angles <laughs> don't mean anything. It's just an interesting way. Everybody has a different way of looking at it, which is why you say, and I think I, I agree with this, that it comes back to just that one hell of a matchup where you could make compelling cases on a lot of sides, uh, on both sides a lot of ways. But yeah, against to your point, so Jacksonville, <clears throat> they gave up 20. Cincinnati, they gave up 20. Uh, those are that's pretty good, man. That's that's Trevor that's, Lawrence was a hot shot, swinging yeah. it all over the place. You know, and then you get to the end of the season, and you know that's it's not the greatest competition in, in the world. But you know, they gave up ten to Seattle, they gave up twenty four to Denver, and they gave up thirteen to Vegas. So, to your point, and this is by the way, Spagnolo, he kind of has a, a history of this. Yeah. His Giants defenses kind of did the same thing, and then you go and you look at a team like let's uh, the one that pops out to me was was Indy the year they won theirs with with Peyton Manning and Bob Sanders and all that. That was not a great defense. 
It wasn't, but it got hot. Well, wasn't it like the worst against the run in the whole league? Yeah. And everybody said that's why they would get eliminated? And But they, they got hot. I remember the New Orleans team that ended up beating Peyton Manning had the same thing. That was Drew Brees and company, but their defense at the end of the year started playing well, and they ended up with a huge pick that ended up being a, one of the, the that and the, the fake field goal. That ended up being like a turning point in that game. So, yeah, you, you don't necessarily have to be all-world, which is why a lot of times that we, we go back to this, take four-game samples. They do it all the time in the NFL. You four games at a time, four games. And so you're better off looking at the last four or five weeks than you are looking at a 17 or a 20 week well, sample. Because what happened in week one through eight means absolutely nothing right now. Yeah, but does it matter that the Eagles have, if I take you all the way back to that point in the season, does it matter that the Eagles have not played a playoff team with a healthy quarterback yeah. since week uh, four? Jeez. Seriously. Yeah. They have not played. A playoff besides the Giants. Yeah. Besides the Giants. They have not played, other than the Giants, a playoff team with a healthy quarterback since week four. And now you've got the MVP staring at you. Yeah, yeah man. It's, a hell of a t- it's, it's a, gonna be great. I I love it. Again, because it's can, gonna be great. You can make compelling cases both sides of the aisle. It's gonna be great. Okay, so Hugh Offill is the sports book director at A Casino. He will join us uh next to talk gambling. Yeah, here's Buck. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. All right, the Super Bowl is Sunday. Good place to go maybe a LMA Sportsbook. We had a lot of fun up there last time we were up there, and there are rumors, unconfirmed, unsubstantiated rumors, that the next time they let us out of the cage will be for March Madness. Yeah, they're swirling right now. We call it Fan Madness, and that would be all the shows. It's possible that they will be up there at a LMA Sportsbook. Let's go. With our new sports friend. Well, look, even if we're not up there, can we just go up on our own? That we can. I mean, that we can. <laughs> nuts to that. Hugh Offill is the sports book, sports director, sports sportsing guy. I don't know. What What is the official title again? Uh, you got it right. I mean, it's sports book manager is what it's called, yeah. but okay. any, any and all of the above. <laughs> Spent years in Vegas. <laughs> Head cheese. So, how do, so what is, which is bigger in Vegas? Um, because you were there for years, the Super Bowl or, or March Madness? 
Uh, March bed. I mean, the Super Bowl is, is huge, but when you're able to do the things that you're, I mean, because it's spread over so many days. So, you know, the first Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday for March Madness are just magical. I mean, it's just, uh, that is fantastic. The Super Bowl, because typically we get, you know, the, the two weeks between, you know, when the championship games, the AFC and NFC championship games are played, you're still going to have a lot of people. There's still a ton of action. But, you know, those four magical days in March, uh, I mean, Super Bowl is going to do better numbers probably, but it's hard. There's a lot of, there's a hard, lot of teams involved when it comes to March Madness. So this is, the, I mean, this is the biggest gambling event. I'm assuming, like, well, maybe World Cup around the world, but here in the States, Super Bowl is the absolutely. king. Yeah, absolutely is. What's your, what's your number? What do, you, what, what do you have up there now? On this game, we have uh, uh, we have the Eagles minus one and a half, okay. and we have uh, uh, the total is. Let me get you the latest here. Total is fifty one. So when you fir- first saw the matchup, what what line did you think in your head? Uh, I came up with just about a pick. Is what I came up with. All right. So what what has happened? It, it sounds like. Possibly it was Kansas City minus one and a half early, and then a bunch of people bet on Philly. I don't know. Has it moved much? It hasn't moved much since since we hung the number. I mean, it was when we first came out. It was it was the Eagles. Uh, the Eagles were about one one and a half. Uh, we have taken serious Eagle money here. I haven't taken much Chiefs money at all. Oh wow! Uh, in the last two weeks, that surprises me, but. Uh, Sometimes you get caught up in, in, in what you're seeing and what a team did in, in the previous two weeks. Uh, wow. But that's how it's been. And then I, don't, I don't see the number changing much. Maybe the total a little bit, but the number on the game, I don't think so. That scares me because I'm on Philly too, and it, that worries me when the public is on my, on my side. That makes me very, yeah. very nervous. Fade the public. Yeah. <laughs> so do you, Fade so the public. Is that, a, that adage, you always hear that. Is that a, that's a real thing, a good, a good um, sort of practice to fade the public? Oh, 100%. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> They're morons. What is a successful Super Bowl for you then? So now you, for your book at least, you need Kansas City. Yeah, we will. At this point now, when I just looked just a little bit ago, yes, there's no doubt about it, we'll need Kansas City. Mm. Now, what is the, the, the split? Is, is it more just, again, your traditional, you know, uh, you know, who's winning the over-under? Or, like, what percentage uh, do the prop bets come into play? It's the side. You know the 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 side is the is the biggest bet. Some of the prop bets, you know, are, are will probably be spread out because I've got uh, looking here. I've got 15 pages front and back of props. Uh, there's not any one that's going to be even close to what the side or the or the total of the game will be. So how do you how do you set limits on props? Like how do you know where to put it? Well, pretty much it will it will be just a, it would be just overall the props. So say if you set a limit, I. Different places, it's been different, but you might say, "Okay, we'll take out five thousand dollars on that on whatever prop it is to win five thousand dollars." Would be, and it depends on the player, depends on if you want to, you know, it, what side you need. But it might be you're going to set a certain limit. It's going to be blanketed over about everything that you have that, that they can bet on. Oh, okay. So is the props just then to get kind of get people in, right? Is is that it is, or is there's is there money to be made there? Uh, I mean, there can be money to be made on props. You got to just be. Uh, uh, just be specific about the things that you're looking for, certain certain action that you are. But, I mean, there are so many that are just off the wall. Uh, it really just makes it fun for the, for the public. When they come in here and they play that, it just really makes it a lot of fun. What's the most off-the-wall prop bet you have? 
Uh, the most off the wall. I mean, it, there are things. Uh, you always the favorite of the, is, is the old coin toss, but <laughs> then you get so far into you know a player receiving or you know kicking. Will there be this many field goals that come by and and it it, it just penalties? Will there be you know a, a challenge? Uh, ex, you know that, that wins a challenge uh, penalty call. You know challenge call. Um, those are some of the ones that are just kind of off the wall. <laughs> Do you, do all your props get bet on, or is there no action on some of them? But most of almost all of them will get some kind of action on. I mean, say it, it depends on you know sometimes where you might not is is some of the their higher odds on some of the players certain player pots, but usually we take action on about everything because somebody will see, oh, it's you know it's fifty to one. Well, I'm going to lay you know twenty five dollars <laughs> on fifty yeah. to one just because. Uh, they want to win a little money or something like that. Yeah. Well, the coin toss though is that. So you said that's a popular one. Yeah, yeah. People like betting the coin toss. <laughs> so it starts. It starts off with a bang. Fifty-fifty chance, right? Let's but is go. it mostly heads? Like, what? What is it? Is it people bet on both sides, or how does how is it shaking people, out? On the, on people that? bet on both sides. It. it you know, mm-hmm. you always say, well, things are always fifty-fifty. Well, this pretty much is. There hasn't been one, you know, more than the other. So if I wanted to, Hugh, I could come down there and bet. Or go up there actually and bet five thousand dollars on heads. Sure, I take it. <laughs> He's like, yeah, no problem. You know what though? I I would appreciate anyone because I I've seen I had a buddy of mine uh, that would go to Vegas, and he was not a great he was not a great card player or anything like that. So he would take whatever it was. He let you know he didn't. We weren't wealthy or anything. It's when we were younger. He would take like if he had a grand, he just went and played one hand of blackjack, and his theory was. I have a better chance of winning one hand, and if I win, I take my you know my two grand and I walk away. I have better chance of doing that than I do of playing thirty hands and coming out on top. And I always appreciated it. And you know what? Sometimes it was a great weekend. You know, he's like, hey, and then after that, he would just screw around and have some drinks. And other times, he's like, hey, I got cleaned out, and at least then I, I don't have to punish myself. So I, I think there's some. So you're saying go to so take five thousand dollars and go up to Alan A and put it on heads. Well, look, that's my best bet. If if you are someone, <laughs> Did you see how fast Hugh jumped it. Like he's I'm like, just, yeah, I'll take that bet. I'm just saying, I think there could be a strategy that if if you said, hey, I'm gonna gamble two, I got two grand to bet on the Super Bowl or five grand or whatever, and you aren't a real skilled guy, why not <laughs> go up and put it on the coin toss and say, you know what, dumb luck wow. be in my favor. I love that. I hope someone. Does. Well, if you do, please send me a photo of the ticket because I love you. I'm buying your first beer if someone does that. Now you're a Chiefs fan, right? Yes, that's correct. All right. So do you? Can well, this you, works out because he needs the Chiefs to win. He needs the Chiefs. Yeah. Can you take that out of it and and look impartially at the game? Like, what what do you think happens in the game? Uh, yeah, I, I I will do that. I mean, take take the fandom out. Certainly, I you know if the Chiefs were to win by a point, look, I'm I'm yeah. happy out of my mind, right. but. From a from a bookmaker standpoint, as I look at the matchups, just in, because a lot of times we look at things that are just what was the last vision we saw. So we saw Philadelphia beat a a, a Giants team with Daniel Jones, and we watched them beat up on a on a Forty ers team that you know when Purdy went down in the first quarter, that was it. Josh Johnson was just not going to do it. Mm-hmm. And then you go back, so you look at those two matchups, and then I go back and I look and say, okay, the Chiefs played Trevor Lawrence in the in the Jags. And I believe Trevor Lawrence is probably better than any of the quarterbacks that were on the NFC side. And now you go face the Bengals and Joe Burrow. Well, I think, I mean, I was, look, 
Cincinnati is very, very, very good. I think that they're, I mean, me, as I look at the matchups and what weapons that they have, they got more weapons than, uh, than Philadelphia does. So if, if looking at it from a bookmaking standpoint and looking at it from just, hey, who you think will win the game, I think that the competition, you know, the Eagles schedule is a bit, I, look, you can only play who's in front of you. If you win them, that's, that's the best you can do. Uh, I just find a, a little bit of, uh, a little bit of more chance on the, the Chiefs side winning. You know, if I posed the question to you guys and I said, hey, look, I'm not telling you who team, uh, team X is, but I'm going to, you can have the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes plus a point and a half. Yeah. Would you take it? Yes. Every time. I've said that all week. I said, you know, I don't even care who they're playing. If the Chiefs are getting money with the MVP quarterback and a Hall of Fame coach, I'm almost blindly going to take that. Yep. That, that, that's been my point. And with, with that, and, and my thing, was, I heard a, a lot of talk about, well, when they played Tampa, it, it looked this way. Or is it going to look yeah. that way again? I says, well, when they played Tampa, they had their third-string offensive line playing in that game. Right. Everybody's pretty healthy on the offensive line. And I'm not being a homer here. That's not what I'm – but just judging by the competition that's been played, and I, I just – you know, everybody pretty much other than uh, uh, Hardman is healthy. It's just, it's just, it's yeah. tough for me. You know, like I say, I don't bet my team, but just looking at, at both teams, I'm surprised at the action. Everybody betting the Eagles, surprised. Now you can you can lay wagers. You can sports bet as a sports book manager. Not here. I mean, I can. <laughs> yeah, know. but if you wanted to go <laughs> elsewhere, like, yeah, you could. If I wanted to go elsewhere, like I said, I, I don't bet my team. Yeah. But if you're going to tell me I can have Mahomes and the Chiefs, yeah. plus points. I, you know, I blindly got to say, and and pay the public. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, let's hop a jet to Vegas. <laughs> See, this is why. Like, <laughs> I've go. been I've been on Philly the whole time, but as this week has gone on, eh, there's a lot of Kansas City doubt, which is why yeah, I'm hedging my bet. None of that means you know you don't know. Yeah. It's a no. great matchup. Yeah. Now, if a guy wanted to bet the game at A and A, how much mm-hmm. could how much could he drop? I'd probably ask him how much he wants to bet. <laughs> okay, I want to bet a hundred and fifty thousand dollars. I'd take it all day. Oh, uh, okay. I want to bet a million dollars. Now there, there we might start hitting the brakes. Okay, five hundred thousand uh, dollars. That that would go up the chain. That would go beyond me to okay. pay if it was, if it was but that. But we're in the neighborhood. So five. Okay, so let's say I come in with five hundred thousand, and I'm like, Hugh, baby, Kansas City <laughs> money cakes. line right now, baby cakes. Let's go. And then. You said, whoa, whoa, whoa. What process would you use to vet that person? Like, what, what considerations go into whether you take it or you don't? Well, you know, seeing who the, it, certainly knowing who the, the player is. If he's somebody that we, you know, that doesn't play tables and, you know, or that does play tables and, and play slots and we're, we're actively, you know, they're actively within the casino playing the whole spectrum of everything. Mm-hmm. And then, like I say, I run it up the chain even, you know, to, to the, uh, uh, VP of uh, casino operations, and then we start figuring out, hey, this is what we want to do, and who the player is. So there's there's a few dynamics that go along with it to be able to say yes. And I mean, just for me personally, I mean, the the exposure that we get certainly we have the risk, but it's one bet. Yeah. It isn't like somebody's you know coming and going and playing like a lottery, and and you're betting to you know you're you're playing to win. You know, you bet you twenty five dollars to win one hundred fifty thousand. Um, there is much at risk for what they're doing, but sure. like I say, that would be determined i could give my opinion and say yeah i mean that's that's hey, look the, the advertising the free advertising we would get up hey alien a took this <laughs> that's, that's true huge. that's good that's good now if i wanted if i were that guy 
and you know me, <clears throat> but I want to bet on the Chiefs. So th wouldn't that help even out? So you'd maybe take that bet because it would help even out what you already have because you said most people are on Philly. So then, then you you don't have that much exposure as as much as I do, right? Well, in that case, correct. Because then, you know, every bookmaker wants to see. But look, if you can end up in the middle and you make the juice, yeah. you're good. You make money. Right. Yeah. And that's what I thought this game looked like, you know, to most book. I mean, it kind of looks like because the line is just sat still. But you're saying mostly Philly. Now, what if that guy wanted to bet on Philly 500? That's a different conversation then. Not really. I mean, you know, because of the game and, and what it is, I'm still <laughs> going to give, you know, even so that it may make me imbalanced. I mean, it, it is a Super Bowl, and aside yeah. from, I mean, unless it was just so gross on the other side, you know, on one side, but the line's really not going to move because you think about how everything is and how everything's streamlined now. So you're going to see the, the line wherever you look, whatever iteration, whatever company that you think that, you know, puts out lines, whether it's Las Vegas or, you know, DraftKings, FanDuel, any of them, points bet, it's going to be the same thing. You really aren't going to see much of a variance in in that point spread. Yeah. All right. Well, go Chiefs. <laughs> I hope so. I'm certainly, uh, yeah. I'll be, I will be, uh, like I said, if Butker kicks a, a field goal at, 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 as time runs out and they win the game, by hey, look, one. I'm a happy camper. Yeah, by, by one. one. Yeah. That, I'm, that's I'm, fine. I'll <laughs> take it. <laughs> I, can have, I can have Kansas City as long as they don't win by more than, uh, I can't have them win by more than six. Five and a half. Hey, have you guys looked at the props? Have you looked at any props that you guys like? <clears throat> I am not a huge, I got to be honest with you, I, it's almost overwhelming to me. Like I can't. Yeah. It's there's too yeah. many. There's almost too many. If you highlighted thirty and said, "Look at this sheet," I'd I'd have fun with it. But I I don't really dig into it. And quite frankly, on this game, as we you and I have been texting back and forth, this game is so yep. close. I I don't have a yep. major major thing on either side of this game. You know. So yeah. How about? I mean, there's probably only uh, McKinnon uh, rushing and passing yards like over forty nine and a half was plus money, and I thought that's a pretty good shot. I mean, they, but but you're right. It ends up being overwhelming by just the number of stuff that's there. Yeah, I don't even want to start. Okay, McKinnon, what did you? What was it again? McKinnon rushing and, and rushing and passing uh, or, or receiving yards was over forty nine and a half, and I think you were getting plus a dollar thirty. Oh wow. Okay, that's combined rushing and receiving yards from McKinnon. Huh? Correct. All right. Correct. Well, a little taste for someone out there. Interesting. You're looking to lay down a saw bug. So what what prop will you take the most action on? Is it the coin toss then? I, I, the biggest things that we'll take on chances are are uh, passing yards, you know, over under passing yards for Hertz, over under passing yards for Mahomes, and then uh, uh, scoring a touchdown. So scoring an anytime touchdown. Those are really the ones that we take the most action on. Yeah. All right. Well, we hope to see you uh, up there for um, March Madness. Thanks, Hugh. Yeah, absolutely. I'll be there every day. We'll be having a good time, man. It'll be a blast. Can't wait. We'll see you then. Thanks, Hugh. Appreciate you. Thank you. All right. right, talk to you later. That's Hugh Offill. He is the sportsbook manager up at a a Casino. I've always wanted to go and, and be in Vegas for the first couple days of the NCAA tournament. <clears throat> it's never quite happened, but... Uh, I've been there for that. Yeah. I've done it for It's the... really tough because it's really, really, really crowded. Yeah, like, just... you have to... Dude, you have to get down there and get a early. seat. I mean, but early. Yeah. And some people just sleep there. So I think the hot ticket, and I've done this, is the Sweet 16 Elite Eight weekend. There you go. Because it's the following. you got half the teams knocked out, and it has maybe 20% of the buzz of like that first initial weekend. Well, look, I, I want to do it for a and So even if we don't, <laughs> I mean, even if we don't go up, I feel like I'm going to go up in the morning. I, I would like to be there. Uh, I think it'd be fun to be at a book 
and yeah. uh, and, and maybe at Alan A, it's not as uh, you know it's not as elbowy there as is you know going to Caesars or whatever. It's very spacious up there. Yeah, it's it's big area. All right. Uh, what if I told you the 2023 NFL awards would include Geno Smith? But I told you this in August. <laughs> what a laugh! You would have laughed, laughed your ass up. Laughed, laughed. That's next. It is 3:51 on the fan. Uh, text program down. Not seeing your text. Sorry about that. It has been for a couple hours. I've been told. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So if you're texting and wondering why you're not getting told to go to hell by us, right? There you go. We That's can't why. wait to tell you to go to hell again. Yes, and we, believe me, we will. <laughs> as soon as it's back on, I'm going to copy and paste. Everyone's just going to get a middle finger emoji from me. So we got the NFL awards um, handed down last night. A lot of chalk. No real surprises. Well, um, I thought the comeback player of the year was actually a really interesting sort of a uh, race. Well, this is going to be with Geno Smith and Christian McCaffrey. I think this will be a uh, maybe the the split of this because there's a lot of talk now that there needs to be two separate awards for what most improved and comeback player. Oh, so like Matthew Stafford won comeback player once a couple years ago, and it was just, he had a breakout year. So there's a difference between having a breakout year and being the comeback. Like, what did you come back from? Like being crappy? Like that's not a comeback player, but obviously Gino wins comeback player of the year, but again, he didn't come back from anything. Whereas you look at like, like Barkley and you look at, at Christian McCaffrey, they came back. I mean, McCaffrey came back from two years of serious injury. So uh, there's a lot of buzz going around right now that the NFL uh, will be looking at splitting into most improved, which is what Geno is or what Stafford was or something like that, and then having the comeback player actually be someone that you know came back from a, a tough circumstance. Daniel Jones maybe most improved? Yeah, although it's Geno Smith. I mean, Daniel Jones what had I just a, mean he, yes, he would be a candidate. He would be a candidate. Like that would be more interesting if you had Daniel Jones, Geno Smith, someone like that, you know, that and I'm trying to think of who else would have been in that that had a real like bust out year. Um I mean, those guys are two very very good ones. The year Josh Allen popped, you know, there's uh, you know, Jalen Hurts by the way. Uh, mm-hmm. you could make it. I mean, Jalen Hurts was was okay last year, but Jalen Hurts there was a lot of questions coming in. He had to prove to be a franchise quarterback this year, and you know, barring the injury, I mean, for heaven's sakes, he would have been the MVP, or you know, could have been. Uh, still, one of the only what I think four guys got first place votes, and 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 you know, so Hertz was was clearly in that category. He could have made a strong case for most improved. So Smith beats out uh, McCaffrey. Point mm-hmm. total one seventy to one ten. So yeah. it's fairly close. Yeah. Comeback player of the year MVP Patrick Mahomes. Offensive player of the year, Justin Jefferson. I told you that they would do that because uh, Jefferson was not going to win the MVP. Although, the only, because you weren't, normally you just vote for number one. This year you were allowed to vote for, you know, multiple guys uh, in the MVP race. And he was the only non-quarterback to get a vote. Okay. So, I mean, that's pretty good. I mean, you know you 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 had a hell of a year when you're the only non-quarterback to get a first place vote. Uh, in the MVP uh, race, so I, I thought that they would give him the Offensive Player of the Year as a tip of the cap, but you know, the quarterbacks and running backs win MVP. Nick Bosa, Defensive Player of the Year, Coach of the Year, Brian Dable. Yeah, and it, it almost always goes to the guy on a, I'm not a bad team, but you know, no one gives it to Andy Reid or Sirianni, you, you know. Shanahan? Yeah, he... What he dealt with? Well, I think Pete Carroll. Uh, yeah? Good, yeah, strong case, but that Giants team with with zero receivers, I mean, 
he didn't have a frontline receiver basically the entire year. Secondary decimated by injuries. Daniel Effing Jones is his quarterback, and they went to the playoffs. Playoff? I mean, it's it's that's hard to argue with with Dable. I mean, there's others that that you know you, you can you can certainly make a case for, but that one to me is 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 pretty easy. Rookies of the year are Garrett Wilson and Sauce Gardner, so the Jets get both. By the way, you want to know you have a good draft class. Two rookies of the year. Two rookies of the year. And by the way, Brees Hall, had he not been hurt, yeah. probably would have been in that conversation too. So has there ever been a team that's had both offensive and rookie, uh, defensive rookie of the year? Not that I know of. I didn't see any. I didn't see anyone throwing that stat out there, but I, I don't know off the top of my head. But that's a hell of a draft cat, a class. If only they had that Zach Wilson pick back. Yeah. Who could they have had in place of? I'll look that up. Zach Wilson. But that will. I mean, that's going to go down as a. In my opinion. It's. I mean, I know it's early, but that could go down as an all-timer. I mean, just an absolute flame right. out. Here's the list. Eight quarterbacks were drafted <gasps> after Zach Wilson that in that draft. Uh-oh. Mac Jones, Kyle Trask, Kellen Mond, Davis Mills, who's actually doing okay-ish, Ian Book, and Sam Ellinger. So there wasn't a lot of meat left on the bone wow. in that draft. What a yeah. terrible class. Yeah, the only one that you could have gone with was Mac Jones. Wow. But yeah, that's uh, and and to be honest with you, the in front doesn't look that much better either because you had Trey Lance, mm-hmm. which right now, and then Fields, uh, it was ugly. And then the last once they figured out how to use him a little bit, and they just took Philly's offense. Uh, maybe there's something there. Yeah, maybe, maybe. So of all those quarterbacks in that class, who's like is Fields the one you would take right now? Well, no, Trevor Lawrence. Oh, Trevi Babes. Yeah. yeah, what am I talking about? Yeah, Lawrence. after that, because he's the only good one. Yeah, I think maybe you go with Fields, but to be honest with you, I'd rather just scrap it and not have one and say let's go back in the draft because I there's not a lot to like. There's not a lot to like on that. Lance, you don't know. He's just he's such an unknown. But and the Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year is Dak Prescott, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. There you go. So maybe Cowboy fans can lighten up and apparently he's great. Yeah, I don't know. Cowboy fans will still hate him. All right, uh, we must break. When we come back, <clears throat> what do we have here? We've got a myriad of issues. To discuss. Like Russell Wilson's charity? That is on the list, yes. <laughs> What's up with that? Whoops! What Broncos arms, let's ride. <laughs> and how did Big Sook skirt this lawsuit? Oh, all right. And Michael Irvin lawsuit now. Everyone's getting sued. God. Uh, so we'll have all of that coming up next hour on The Fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.